0: I'm just so grateful to have this platform, to be able to have these conversations, to have the amazing guests who have come on and shared their stories and their time with us. And we're just so excited for more of that.
1: Hi, thanks for joining us. I'm Joanna Erisman. And I'm Leah Alter. And this is Women Share, a marketing guide for women in financial services. Well,
0: first of all, happy new year. Happy 2024, Joanna. And to all of you listeners, we appreciate you so much for being here. We're so excited for the new year. And on today's episode, we are kicking off the new year by taking a look back at some of the things we've learned, some of the marketing things, the career growth that we've seen in 2023. And really how we can both apply it to our own businesses as well as your businesses in 2024. And I will just say, if you want some more insights, helpful tips, things like that, we have a weekly email that goes out. Our email subscriber gets extras that maybe don't show up all the time on the podcast or on our LinkedIn So if you want to be a part of that email subscriber list, you can do that right from the homepage of our website at www.womensharepodcast.com.
1: Well, as we'll get to, that is one thing we want to continue on and like, take our own medicine of providing more value by being good marketers and engaging our audience. I'm so excited to dig into what we've learned so far because, spoiler alert, it's been a lot. <laughs> <that> <laughs> I think You know, it's been so fun. This whole thing was a big experiment, right? When we got started, Leah, you totally. as we shared, you approached me with this concept of you have this passion and we're both marketers and passionate about advancing women in the industry. And so the show began and you know, with the focus, the dual focus on both marketing as well as how we can support women, let's talk first about the marketing piece of it. So as we think back on the guests that we've had or the shows we've recorded to date, I'd be curious, Leah, what are some of the marketing best practices that really stand out for you?
0: I don't think this is going to be a big surprise, Um, but <laughs> okay. the, those that uh, have come on and shared with us um, where they're really having a ton of success is where they've gotten really specific about who they want to work with, right? Mm. So again, no surprise. They're coming in with a clear brand, a clear niche, and um, steps and a plan to attract and serve the type of clients that they want to be working with.
1: Well, and I would say, too, it also stems from a lot of authenticity. That's what I've loved about All of our guests so far is their brand is who they are. And it's an extension of themselves, which makes so much sense, right? Especially as an advisor where the practice is very much the people in the practice. I think that's been so key and great to see that connection and it actually driving successful growth when people put that into
0: practice. Absolutely. Because as marketers and coaches of advisors, we say that all the time, right? Which is like... The most authentic version of you is going to be the the thing that attracts the right clients, the clients that you love working with, that love working with you. But to actually get to see it in practice and kind of like the proof is in the pudding, it's really nice that that has consistently shown up on the podcast, like with our guests over the last, you know, six months. I would also say relating to how we are marketing women share too. Like,
1: it is very much who you are and who I am and our personality, whether it's the tone we use in posts or in email or the content. So again, it's been, this has been a very interesting practice for me of being mindful of like practice what I preach quite literally, right? And seeing the power of that. So yes. um, Yes. Yeah. I would say another, you know, marketing tool that really jumped out for me or kind of technology that is Just changing the game for advisors, for folks on the corporate side in the marketing role or any other role, quite frankly, is artificial intelligence, which we know that topic is out there everywhere. But Yelena Melamed of Catchlight, when she joined us, I believe that was episode four, and talked about how they've taken that technology and just made it really useful to advisors. Because candidly, it can seem very... I don't know, uh, like conceptual or like, yeah, I get what it can do, but really how does it work though? And what's a practical application in my business? I thought that was huge. So AI and its presence and how it's shaping this industry and in fueling growth is fascinating. And I think something every advisor should be paying attention to.
0: Yeah. Cause it's not going away. Right. No. So oh, yeah. you can only ignore it for so long, Um, Whether you're talking about robo-advisors and what that's going to look like, or using AI technology to help you market your business, help you create content. There's a million different ways that AI is affecting our industry. So you can ignore it, but you shouldn't because it's only going to become more prevalent. And those that can figure out how they it works in their business and adapt and evolve are the ones that are going to have success. And those that fight it, I think, are going to hurt for it yeah, in the long well, run. Yeah, just get
1: further behind. And I think there are really simple ways you can just get used to leveraging AI. So you and I have talked a lot about using it for content ideation. You know, I think you said you use... Google's barred quite a bit. I like Claude.ai. It's from a company called Anthropic. ChatGPT is great. Bing. But, you know, using it, just getting used to going in and experimenting, writing a few prompts, um, even on LinkedIn posts, they have the AI generated post recommendations. So I think it's just establishing that level of comfort. And to be clear, like there's still a lot I have to learn about all of the facets of AI and where it can go. But it's been at a minimum, a huge efficiency win for me personally this year, but I think it's also going to continue to be an accelerator.
0: Yeah, I mean, any sort of solo solopreneur, when you can utilize a technology to make you more efficient, I mean, you'd be silly not to figure out how it could help you. Mm-hmm. And um, I know it saved me a ton of time as well. Okay, so another thing, and again, I've said this when she was on the show, (laughs) Um, so a little inception here, but really the power of podcasting. I think Mm. that we have seen it firsthand of how you are able to connect with an audience by using this format, a little bit longer format, content, and it's really conversational. It's very personal. And just the feedback we've gotten from launching this from people who know us and from people who don't know us has been really validating and that it is a powerful medium to get your message out, to get your brand out. Yeah,
1: and I think it's something that once you get into the routine of it, like I think of how anxious, I'd feel, when we were recording our first couple of episodes, right? And yeah. quite frankly, I still cringe listening to myself <laughs> today, but but especially in those first few. But it's something that I think you, once you get used to having the microphone in your face and, and having these conversations, you realize just how natural it is. And that, again, the authenticity of how we show up and how you can represent yourself. People are going to listen and decide if that's a fit for them or not, and that's okay, right? You're just being, you're showing up as yourself, building your brand. And I agree, podcasting has been really just a great tool, and I think it's really applicable for for advisors or larger institutional brands. Although, obviously, many larger RAAs, those and broker dealer platforms, and et cetera, have podcasts, but I think it's evidence that it works, and it's a great way to build that community.
0: Agreed. Yeah. Agreed.
1: Yeah. So as we think about, you know, as this year moves forward and given the lessons that we've learned, like we were talking about, what are we, where do we want to take things with the show? And I think it is continuing to go deeper on some of the strategies that advisors are making work. So we actually have some episodes coming up where an advisor, like one of the top questions I would get in my time um, on the corporate marketing side is, we really want to, I'm an advisor and I want to build out my brand or this niche within a large employer. So we want to go deeper into that strategy and in other lead generation platforms that our advisors are making work. So I think it'll be so fun to bring those insights and really practical applications of some of these marketing programs to the show as we move ahead this year.
0: Yeah. And we'd love to hear from you guys. If you've heard anything, any tips from the folks that have been on the show that you are trying to or committed to, you know, trying this year, we'd love to hear from you. That is, I think, is really fascinating. One of the things we know about setting goals is if you write them down and you tell people about them, you're more likely to do them. So if you feel like sharing that, we certainly would love to hear that. Yes. (laughs) Um, yes. I think that's always really fun. So another part of the show this year that we both just like gush about and talk all about all the time (laughs) is the career stories, sort of everyone's very unique paths that we've heard from our guests. And it's just been so powerful. And So let's talk about. Some of those experiences. What are you know? Some of the themes and and some of those stories that have really kind of stood out to you of the women in this industry. There are so many. And again, I, I think most people are taking in this podcast, you know,
1: auditorially, or, you know, just listening. But if you watch the videos, there's so much vigorous nodding that you and I have on camera <laughs> when when our guests are speaking. Uh, one that really. Has just been a through line especially for our guests who are on the advisor side is often being the only woman in the room right the only one at the conference and that really that really resonates and obviously that shows up in the numbers in the industry of percentage of women that are advisors or corporate leaders that sort of thing I just I think it's really interesting whether you are a man or a woman to to think about the fact that the women in the room are probably, A, you know, very aware if they're the only ones, and then B, the additional kind of mental burden that comes with thinking about how I need to present myself because I am a woman in the room. And how are you still authentic and owning your power? But there's just more of that, I think, lean in uses the term the tightrope, right? You don't want to be too... yeah soft, but not too harsh and that sort of thing. So that just resonated with me. It's an experience I've had over and over in my career. And I just really value people sharing what that's like and helping us all to be more mindful of
0: that dynamic and supporting each other with it. Yeah. And just even acknowledging that uh, most men don't have the same experience, right? They don't, they just walk, they just walk into a room. (laughs) And it's like, and it feels the same. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I also thought one of the themes that was really interesting was around change and adapting and not Mm. being afraid to make a different move or change jobs or create a better situation. If somebody, if you didn't respect the leadership or a situation or if it just wasn't the right fit. And sometimes making that change, even when you didn't know where it was going to lead. And obviously, Mm -hmm. the guests that we have had on are, you know, have reached a certain uh, level of success and have that story. So it's led somewhere good in most cases. You know, we also acknowledge that that's a privilege. Not everyone is able to walk away from a situation, but when you can make changes, you know, a lot of the stories and the theme we saw in a lot of the stories is, this wasn't working, so I had to go create something else that would. Mm-hmm. Or I had to join an organization that was more in line with my values. Yeah, well, and and the lesson I
1: learned from so many of our guests is to that point, take the time to reflect on, is this still working for me? Right? Yeah. And, yeah. and aware of your energy that you bring to work each day and that sort of thing. Again, on a on a personal level, I've been in situations where I'm like, gosh, I, if I reflect back on it, I was probably not in a great place for a while, but I think I was just in the grind and doing it and showing up and not pausing to think about, I have the power to change this. So I thought that was really great to hear from our guests and hopefully something that yeah. sparked insight for listeners.
0: Well, and you know, there's there's comfort in just being in a situation that you know, even if it's not the best situation. Yeah. We get really comfortable with like I know that, you know, 25% of my day isn't going to be great, but 75% <laughs> is and so maybe I'm okay and you start to play those games with yourself, but it's not until you leave those situations and you're in more aligned situations that you realize to your point Maybe I wasn't happy for a lot longer than I thought. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: One thing that I found helpful, because especially is moving into consulting, right? There's a lot of mind drama in, involved with that. Is, <laughs> but, but even w- when I self was self torture, side, yes, yes, <laughs> is taking time to actually like it sounds cheesy, but sit down and like journal and write out my thoughts because a lot of times I can't articulate where my angst is coming from or where right. I'm at until I sit down and actually make that space for it. Because it, to your point, it's so easy to just get into your day and go through the motions and kind of let it live you, but really being intentional about that and then reflecting on, so what am I going to do about it? Everything is is within your power to change and make better. And so you got to challenge yourself of what are you willing to tolerate and what aren't you?
0: That's right. So
1: yeah, a third area in the in the realm of kind of being a woman in financial services like that we heard loud and clear is the power of mentorship and allyship and sponsoring other women and i think there's there's a lot of nuance around what are those different what do those different terms mean and how do we actually show up and and help women and like we've talked about the responsibility doesn't just fall to women to help other women given the weighting toward men in this industry, and you and I have both benefited from having men in our careers who were absolutely our allies and our advocates. And so I think that that theme of being mindful of how are you giving back and doing that for others? And then how can
0: you seek that yourself? Yeah, it's definitely a, 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 it's a both and, right? Like we all need mentors and advocates and we also need to be mentors and advocates. You won't always need to be both at the same time, but we all need them throughout our careers to be successful. And I think going into 2024, continuing this year, I think that's gonna show up a lot more not to tease future episodes or anything. but (laughs) Let's just do it. (laughs) We've got some some goodies coming um, around that that I think are gonna be really interesting and very actionable for any of our listeners.
1: Yeah, well, and I think that's the key is sometimes it can feel a little overwhelming of like, this is a really big macro problem. Good luck, everyone. You know, and it's like, (laughs) how do we, how do we just really make it, you know, think, think, globally, act locally type of thing. So, yeah, uh, excited for that.
0: Yeah, so as we move forward, we're going to continue to learn from amazing guests. We have, we already have an amazing pipeline and calendar for the first quarter of this year and broader trends in the industry, how we're looking at data, how we're looking at uh women in the industry and the moves they're taking and making. Mm-hmm. And I think the theme that is going to be even more prevalent is, you know, around elevating these voices. And we're just really excited to be part of that. Whatever part we are, we're excited to be part of it because it's so aligned with our mission here. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, and I would also say, if. If you as a listener have someone that you think would be a great guest, we do have an area on our website, like either send it to us via a contact us form or they can apply to be a guest. We've got a number of people lined up that we're very excited about, but we certainly haven't seen every powerhouse woman and asked her to be on the show or had her approach us yet. So if you have any ideas or someone you'd love to hear from, please let us know.
0: Yes. Yes. yes, yes.
1: Okay. So launching the show last year it was just like i like we said earlier a big adventure for both of us we'd never done this before so curious to hear from you more you know just your personal perspective leah like what was your favorite advice that you heard from one of our guests so far
0: i will say Every guest like really put thought into this. And so it made this question really hard (laughs) because we got some really great, powerful advice. I think if I had to pick one, it would be from Carrie Jackson at Fish and Associates. And her advice was start where you are. Um, And she talks about how it was both for herself and when she made a career change, but also how she works with her young professional clients who Mm. feel, you know, overwhelmed or I've started too late or, you know, the various kind of stressors around starting, you know, a financial planning process. And I just think... Whether it's your career or your life or anything, start where you are is just such a great piece of advice, which is you can't achieve goals or get out of a situation or change your situation until you start. So whatever that first step is, as small and as insignificant as you might think that first step is. When it's all said and done, will probably be one of the most impactful things that you've done for yourself, for your career, for your life.
1: That is such a good one. And also advice that I've taken to heart. Well, I get all of the advice. I feel like I've really... I know. Like, oh, oh, such wisdom. So good. Um, so good. I would say for me, just because this was so personally relevant to the journey I was on in 2023, is when Sarah Losey, of Favorite Daughter Media and the Branded podcast, also the producer of our show. Hey, Sarah. She said, you know, it wasn't advice she had received directly, but read um, from the author Austin Cleon called Show Your Work. And this resonated for a number of reasons, but I think from launching the show and starting my own consulting practice, that was the first time that it's like, I got to put my work out there so publicly. Mm-hmm. and that was definitely pushing my growth edges this year. It was uncomfortable. It you know creates a lot of I guess challenge and vulnerability in being like what well what is my perspective and wait, I do have something to say about this. And this is, you know, and guess what? Some people might not like it or some people might not agree and just having to let go of that concern of what will people think. Because guess what? People don't think about you as much as you are afraid they do or believe they do anyway. But, like, yeah, but even in
0: that, you know, I had, I mean, I knew immediately I wanted you to be my co host on the show. And that also makes me, you know, kind of reflect back, which is people who know you probably think that you can accomplish and do so many more things than you think you can yourself. Right. Like I had no doubt that you were the perfect puzzle piece for this project. So whatever doubts you had, I was like, ah. <laughs> I I had the confidence. Right. And I think that's also a good lesson in showing your work, which is maybe we allow the good that other people see in us sink into. Yes.
1: Yes. Well, and it, and it makes me think of, you know, how easy it is to like give positive feedback about someone else's writing or their work or design or whatever it may be. And, but you can't as easily do that yourself. So I love that idea of just by showing your work, it allows you to actually get out of your own way and take the feedback from other people yeah. to heart, constructively yeah. and, you know, praise. So that was This is a big year of just getting uncomfortable. So that resonated.
0: (laughs) All right. So what was one of your favorite moments from 2023, maybe through the podcast or in your new business or in life? You know, as you reflect back on the year, what were some of the standouts for you?
1: Yeah, I think it was figuring out or like needing to establish my perspective and my philosophy as a marketer. So this was through both launching my consulting practice and saying like, this is my approach and this is the theory and this is how I work with clients and the value I bring. I'd never been tasked with writing that down before. And it always been, I was in these larger organizations where we had the way we did things. And so it was the hardest work I've ever done, but also the most rewarding to step back and say, gosh, if I'm working with a client and I'm given effectively not a blank slate, but a pretty wide open slate of build a marketing strategy and a plan, how would I go about that? And it's been really rewarding to prove to myself (laughs) that, that I know it and I can do it, which again, sounds silly. Of course I can do it. But when you have to get out there and actually do it, that's, that's a next, next venture. So that's been, I think the hardest and the most rewarding is getting my approach down, if that makes sense, which is also true of this podcast.
0: Yeah. I mean, listen, we are all about transparency and honesty here. And I went to Joanna on multiple occasions this year and kind of very vulnerably said, why would anybody want to listen to anything that I have to say? I'm struggling with this or this has been really challenging. And that has come from a real place. And I think mm-hmm. part of that is becoming a solopreneur and not having an organization to lean back on on those hard days or having teammates to, you know, pick each other up when someone's having a rough day or or whatever and just super grateful that we have each other kind of going through this yes. separately but also together. I mean, I have dreamt about being an entrepreneur and and I started my vintage business a few years ago and and doing so gave me the confidence that I could strike out on my own and and not end up living behind a dumpster. Um <laughs> But there are, you know, there are still a lot of ups and down moments and mm-hmm. a lot of uncertainty, um, and that has, you know, 2023 has been very transformative for me, both professionally and personally. In addition to stepping out on my own, I also moved back to my hometown, which was a huge move. I'd been in Austin for 17 years and yeah. had left my hometown. Um, to say in the 90s <laughs> in the uh, 1900s <laughs> in the 1900s when I graduated high school and never really saw myself coming back here and so mm. I have followed a lot of intuitive messaging that I have gotten without a whole lot of clear direction of where that, what that means and where that's going. And I'm just kind of going with it and it's been hard and rewarding. And, you know, I think it, it sets me up for whatever comes my way this year and beyond. Um, I'll, I'll be as ready for it as I can be.
1: But I would also say Leah, it's been inspiring to me of you leaning into that intuition and knowing that you won't guide yourself wrong by paying attention to that i just i find that very impressive and i'm excited to see to see
0: a little you know a little crazy but (laughs) you know i've always said i'm a a little woo-woo especially for this industry (laughs) but for the most part the the intuition has never has never let me down, even though I'm like, what are we doing? (laughs) (sighs) All right. So um, let's close with kind of what we're excited about for the show in 2024 and how we're really working to bring a ton of value and great guests to all of our listeners yes i would well
1: okay so speaking of accountability if we set a goal we had, and you say it out loud right like you and i set the goal of bringing more content via a blog on the women's share podcast website and sharing that with our email subscribers so i'm really excited about bringing like we talked about our philosophy our approach our best practices and adding that additional value in it beyond the show episodes so yeah. i think you know, it's taking our own medicine, like I said, is I think the best marketing is the marketing that truly is focused on what's going to add value for the people in in this space. And and we are, we're going to be practicing what we preach even more. And I'm very excited about that. I'm a little daunted and challenged because it's like we got to be consistent and deliver, but I know we can do it. And we're putting it out in the universe, in the world, very publicly that this is what we're doing. So I'm
0: looking forward yeah. to that. Absolutely. We're also going to continue to feature more women in the industry. I really love that we're branching out in a way where we're bringing in folks who are in kind of the nooks and crannies of the industry, so Mm -hmm. not necessarily just CMOs or um, presidents, but people who are researchers and are really kind of in the weeds of understanding the nuance of the industry and also women's roles in this industry and how that's changing and evolving. So I'm really excited about that and being part of the solution, right? And we are committed. We are really, Joanna and I are really committed to this idea of community over competition And it's truly in an effort to empower the collective, right? Mm. When one of us succeeds, we all succeed. We're all here to cheer you all on. And uh, I'm just so grateful to have this platform, to be able to have these conversations, to have the amazing guests who have come on and shared their stories and their time with us. And we're just so excited for more of that. Amen. Well,
1: this has been great and fun to reflect back on, on everything so far and, and talk about what's ahead that that's our show for today, however. And so if ours is a mission that you want to share in, please subscribe to Women Share on your favorite podcast platform to make sure you don't miss an episode. With that, I'm Joanna Erisman.
0: And I'm Leah Alter. And we'll catch you on the next episode of Women Share.